0: I am an introvert, so like I have only so many points to spend to have to work and be social in fucking normal situations. And this motherfucker's out here spending a week's worth of my goddamn going out socializing points. I got nothing left. Fuck it, you run the show. I'm just going to drink
1: and listen. hello everybody and welcome to another episode of so did you like it a film podcast to go with the thousands and thousands of other film podcasts but we're not going to throw numbers at you we're not going to be critics we're just two friends co-hosts asking the question at the end of the movie so did you like it i am sir squaring and i am joined as always by my lovely co-host I am the god,
0: the keeper of the volcano in the sun and like, and I demand sacrifices.
1: Exactly. This week for Summer of Animation, we watched <laughs> The Road to El Dorado, directed by Bivo uh, Bergeron and Don Paul, uh, starring Kenneth Brown and Kevin Klein. The legend of a lost city of gold and the two men brave enough to find it i am miguel and i am tulio and they call us miguel and tulio and this is like a film i chose because this is actually a family film that i grew up with and the reason why it's always stuck with me Is because I love Elton John's soundtrack. Oh, I
0: can always watch a film with an Elton John soundtrack. I've never seen it before again. I apparently just never grew up watching animated movies, I guess. I've seen like the major (laughs) five, Disney five, and that's about it, I guess. Oh, I was watching animated movies like there was no tomorrow. I don't know what happened in my life that I steered so wrong. (laughs) What sad, sad things have happened to you, my boy? Bad decisions is what happened. (laughs) I don't know. I guess we'll talk to this one and see whether or not it was a bad decision or not. (laughs) Um, Two things I did not expect from this movie. The weird tonal shift of, like, deathly serious to absolute zany shenanigans. And the second thing is, I I didn't know how horny this movie was.
1: Oh, yeah. This... This was one of those films that when you look back on it through, like, the magnifying glass, you're just like, huh, maybe, maybe like, uh, ooh, I, I don't
0: know the best way to put this right now. <laughs> yeah, this movie must have been an awakening for some people because I distinctly remember asking Bubs about it. I was like, yeah, we're going to watch that movie. And he was like, oh, that one? Eh. And he was like, wait, is that the one with that lady with, like, the thick legs and ass? I was like, I think so. And he's like, oh, it's a good movie. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay and we all
1: just went oh whatever um i feel like such a loser that i'm the one that remembers it because of the elton john soundtrack now well we we're just like oh yeah Chell. no she's great great character very good representation of like the authentic
0: uh, uh who gives central american rugs. woman <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, also, Bubs would be like, I uh, think, about ten years older than you, so he probably would have had different priorities at the different t- at the time of watching the movie. <laughs> I'm over here, just like a little kid, just like, yeah, on the trail we blaze <laughs> <laughs> adventure. I do want to talk about this friendship group dynamic we have here, because I was like. As we were watching it, I was like, okay, is this going to be one of those things where it's like, uh, eh, they're friends, but, you know, like, eh, loosely friends. Like, yeah, we've known each other. You know, we know each other and we kind of, you know, con artists basically, you know, in arms um, mm-hmm. helping each other out or what the deal is. But they give the impression. I don't think they say how long they've known each other, but they give the impression that they're, like, childhood friends. Yeah,
1: it. I've always thought, like, as like I've watched this movie, that, like, Tulio and Miguel have been around since, like... Like, like they grew up on the streets together. Like they're yeah. the they're like the type of people that have only grown up using street smarts, and it shows. Like with their ability to just always think on their feet and just improvise their way through any situation.
0: Yeah, as we, I think they demonstrate that like three different times. Where they have, like, a whole routine and shit. Yeah. Where it's like, you've been cheating this whole time? You gave me loaded dice? Excuse me? How dare you impede my honor? Yeah, and then they just lead into a sword fight and confuse Jigsaw and everyone else there. And they jump (laughs) off a roof and run away. Hey.
1: They won that map from Jigsaw Fair and Square that one time. How many would have they have lost
0: otherwise? That does set up <laughs> that does set up the next time when they're cheating. And then it's like, oh no, we're not gonna be able to cheat this time. Oh no, and then it's like eh, I don't know, they foreshadowed it a bit too much at the beginning that I I know they're not gonna fail.
1: <laughs> what? Our heroes aren't gonna fail? You mean our heroes set up to be the heroes
0: of the story about heroes and adventure? <clears throat> you know, I... <laughs> yeah, it was tell it was telegraphed too much. I'm gonna say it. What? <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. You're not like, wrong. Like when it happened, I was like, oh, it's a tense scene. Oh wait, this happened already.
1: <laughs> Let's be real. Um, later on in the film, uh, like when the when the high priest of the people, Sekul Khan. Does the whole like summon the spirit of the jaguar and control the statue sequence? I never once felt that like the main characters were ever in any danger, even as a kid. Like, I would watch this movie, I'm just like, Oh, yeah, when are we gonna get to the part where they win?
0: Yeah, I I get (laughs) in my head as I'm watching it, I'm like, Okay, they're cornered, they're holding vines or a rope or something like that how are they going to get out of it you know it, it's almost like okay they'll probably use the rope and they'll hang on but like even then it's like the way it was framed it looked like shenanigans <laughs> like it's like as the cliff starts coming down like it looks like they're on the part that's also going to go down but suddenly we just jump to like no look they're further back <laughs> and i was like wait what hold on <laughs> or the or the part two that you pointed out
1: too where it's just like you see the guy get like Uh, like, and He's just like, I'm okay! And then the jaguar stomps him. He's like, I'm still okay! What? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's that's where it gets, like, overly zany. And it's like, oh, hey, look, we can't show him die. But just a scene ago, we had a guy put, like, shoved into, like, a weird acid, potion, (laughs) fate ritual thing. And yeah, that we never see him come back up. We see fucking demons come out of the pool he was pushed into. (laughs) That man is rightfully dead. We hear the exhalation of the soul leaving the body. Yeah. So it's like, (laughs) what? And then it's like, yeah, oh, we're going to do ritual sacrifices. And then we have a ball game where the losers die, but we're having fun because an armadillo's our ball. <laughs> <laughs> they can yeah just but talk like, to hey, animals he's... and no one finds that magical in and of itself. No one else seems to communicate with the animals. Like Chell picks up the, uh, like I guess being a part of the, uh, the the main characters, the protagonist, she picks up on the fact that like this thing is cooperating with them or has been, but like they're the only two that talk to the horse and give it commands specific commands that it does and the same thing with the armadillo (laughs) well yeah it's it's because you know i mean
1: this film has you know one of the most important characters of any film because it is because the character is voiced by the legend frank welker from our previous turn at transformers the animated movie you know, Altivo the Horse voiced by Frank Welker. What like he is the most important character. He has to have the ability to talk to the main characters through horse noises and gestures.
0: Are you saying the horse is the bad sub that has to go to the prison shaft?
1: <laughs> yes, that is exactly what I'm saying, because we all know the rules of life, and one of them is of course, bad subs go to the prison shaft.
0: Callback. Uh, <laughs> so not only do they communicate with? Yeah, I thought that was weird when you told me that because I was like, "Yeah, did, did he just make a bunch of horse noises?" Because like, there was never a point where like his voice came well, yeah, out but... or like, like the horse did any like kind of remotely human-ish sounding things it just sounded like a horse i remember when i brought up this fact uh
1: with my mom and my mom was just like yeah well it's because you can't get a horse to Neon on command and my first thought is just like wouldn't you just have a bunch of stock horse noises yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> like just record a horse throughout the day it's just like yep
0: this Did is all think- horse
1: noises for all the film
0: Did she think when they knocked over the pillar in the movie to block it off that they had to construct a giant stone structure and knock it into a river to get the sound to match on command? (laughs) No, that was
1: also voiced by Frank Welker, of course. That makes sense.
0: (laughs) Uh, So not only do they talk to animals, but they... Actually, now, it's not proven that they did it, but the coincidental timing is uh, a little sus, you know, but like, they they make a volcano suck the fucking fumes and ash and smoke back into itself right when they needed to prove that they had godly powers.
1: You're really hung up on this fact. I don't see what the issue is here.
0: When have you ever seen a volcano suck
1: ash back into its anus, man? Well, Tulio was very mad. He shouted stop at the top of his lungs. I'm a
0: very mad person
1: almost all the time. I have never <laughs> in my life. Have you ever been next to an active volcano and tried this? No, I think I should, though. Exactly. Either way, it's a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, don't give me that sad voice shit.
0: That's sad. I told you I'm so angry All of the time. I will know peace. I'm I have Never
1: peace through the fires of hell. Cleanse
0: the wrath Uh so,
1: You are basically just that Elmo meme in fire.
0: So are these two uh two uh two outsiders, are they uh are they gods? <laughs> uh. They were on the tablet. The whole, like, thing with, like, the, the fucking ritual guy, the, or the, 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 the their, their magic, the magician guy of the tribe. He was doing the whole, like, uh, prophecy thing. Got his ass beat. Sent into the river that sacrifices people. Shibulba! And they, and they even saved the people from, uh, Cortez. Yeah. I, are they are they are they prophesized God?
1: More like God's vessels. Or the vessels of gods.
0: Is that a distinction without a difference? <laughs> exactly.
1: Okay. <laughs> it's just one of those things where it's like, no, they're human. They're just Mary Sue's. <laughs> we, gotta stop. we gotta stop calling everyone in this America. no see they don't always yeah.
0: succeed they're not good at everything that's why they need chel because she comes in with her knowledge of their tribe that she's able to just like hey hey stop. which they never listen to anyways <laughs> nope like they they use it for a bit of the q a section of the hey are you really god's part but other than that it's like a Hey, yeah, don't tell them that because gods wouldn't sell them that. And they're like, well, we don't want sacrifices anyway, so we're going to tell them anyways. And she's like, God damn it. And then, uh, <laughs> and then yeah, we, they, they cause problems because they don't listen to her anyways when she's trying to warn them not to, to start shit. Yeah, but then that turns out to be the right thing to do
1: anyway because that's how they get uh like the true MVP of this movie, Chief Tannenbach, on their side. So, speaking of the
0: chief. What about him? Have a great scene (laughs) where he... And I I was picking up on it as the scene was happening. It was kind of exciting. Um, uh, Where he very clearly demonstrates he knows they're not gods. And this might have... He might have picked up on it a while back. So he doesn't believe they're gods. Uh, And he... You know... I guess it was helpful to just go along and pretend so that we get rid of this awful, like, magic asshole. I can't remember his name. Seko Khan. That's the one. Uh, so, like, yeah, get rid of, oust that guy, maybe quit the sacrifices. Do they believe in any gods then? <laughs> it's it's pretty much kind
1: of... I've always kind of in, uh, got from the film that Chief Tannenbach is very skeptical about the existence of the gods and is more uh, more worried about uh, the welfare of his people yeah so I when his when his uh, guard w- told him that like the two had shown up and that you know it, they might be the gods, he went out not to like really like see the gods I feel like but really to make sure his people were okay
0: and then like that this wasn't a big problem. Right. So he might be skeptical. I'm w I'm just working this crackpot theory right now as I'm speaking, but Was everyone in the village just pretending? Because they seem like they believe in the gods and that these people might be gods. I don't think the village was like pretending.
1: I think they actually believe in the gods and And like let's be real, uh the reason that that really sold them was because they came in riding El TiVo because horses didn't exist in Central America. So to show up right. on this mythical-looking new creature uh, that, like, you know, with the majesty of the mane and all that, and then pose exactly right. in the same way as the, the, the stone pillar, they're just like, this, this has to be the coming that Sekul Khan has been telling us about.
0: But what do we do about this ruse, then? If he's skeptical, and <laughs> they all are a bunch of believers, we just got rid of the two gods. Does he keep on just pre- coming up with gods? Just ones that don't demand sacrifices? I feel like there's long-term issues we're going to have to contend with in this weird magical city <laughs> of gold with no problems.
1: Oh, yeah. Once Tulio and Miguel leave, like there's totally a huge religious downfall of this <laughs> the city of gold.
0: Yeah, like a new magic asshole who believes in religious bullshit is due to rise, right? And be the voice of like, no, we have turned against what our belief system is. And then they'll just sacrifice the chief, right? Well, no, you see, what actually happens (laughs) is even though it's 1519,
1: after Tulio and Miguel leave, uh, as Tannenbach is sitting down, he hears a knock on the door and he says, hello. Uh with a with a voice with a cherry voice just saying, Hello, I have this awesome book called The Book of Mormon today. Would you like to listen? And they sacrifice the Mormon. <laughs> Is that a happier ending than all of them becoming Mormons? Sounds like it to me.
0: Hey, yeah, we, we actually embraced peace recently, but uh hey, you know, old times die hard. <laughs> to <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then they just got flushed down the weird spiritual hell toilet that just takes them outside the village. Yeah. You know. Normal stuff. Yeah. Cause did no was, was no one else killed by that vortex and they just got sent out to the village and were like, well I guess I can't go back. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I can't disprove the I I can't be the one to
1: bring about the end of the existence of the gods. There was a skull on the beach.
0: Yeah, I think they just roughed it out on the island. It was like, I guess I, just, I can't go back. They'll I guess I just die out they'll, here. They'll kill me for real if I do.
1: And it turns out there's no
0: gods, so why would I go back to that shit? And then they just lived out their lives or died outside the village. Wow. <laughs> You're blowing your own
1: mind here, man. I'm learning. (laughs) I'm doing it, Peter. You're doing it. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) Wow. First we fight about cereal, then you become wiser. I don't know what else we should do anymore. (laughs) Let's
0: talk about shoulder rubs and sex. Oh, yes. The whole time, I'm just like, I, like, with Tulio, I'm just like, I like the rational guy. I kept pointing out, like, things that were happening. Because, like, the other guy is, like, the wide-eyed adventurer who's like, oh, he's like, ooh, he likes, adve- you know, whatever is exciting in adventures. He's the one that wants to get the map. He's the one that wants to risk it all. He was the one that wants to go find all this stuff. And so he's, you know, he he's constantly starting shit. And I'm just like, I like the tired energy of this man who's like, no, come on. Like, no, we're doing fine. Kevin Plyde just... Kevin Klein perfectly brings that tired
1: energy for Tulio. Yeah, it's, it's
0: great. I love this man.
1: <laughs> well, Miguel legit gives puppy eyes to get what he wants.
0: Exactly. And so I'm like, I like the rational guy. Even when they meet Chell, like, uh, fucking Miguel's the one looking over. is like, hmm. Hmm. I'd let her sacrifice me, you know? That kind of weird, like, horny energy. And he's like, no, we can't get distracted. What's wrong with you? And so, you know... That, there's that. like, I was listen, like yes. listen to that tiny voice in your head again. What's it
1: saying to you, Miguel? Chell is off limits. There you mm-hmm. go. And so <laughs> it's
0: like, yeah, there you go. He's going, no horny. We got to just get this done. We'll be out of <laughs> here in three fucking days, man. <laughs> out of here in three days. That's all we got to do. Hold your loins, man. And so I was like, yeah, that guy's got his eye on the prize. But, but then, a shoulder rub, man. The shoulder rubs, which... I feel like once again, I feel like this is like way like <laughs> hornier than I was expecting. Because like there's some f- some noises and some face, uh <laughs> some facial expressions going on with them shoulder rubs.
1: <laughs> but let me ask, but 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 Kaz, is he the one getting a shoulder
0: rub? That's the thing. They switch, don't <laughs> they? Because first she starts doing it, and he's like, oh yeah, but then he's like, no, 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 no. we can't. No, there's no way. Not gonna do it. They're going to put on the dress. No, we're not going to we're not going to do this, sh- this shoulder rub thingy. We can't rub shoulders. That's a sin. And then like <laughs> she's trying to get him to uh like, you know, hey, why don't you just calm down for a bit? Why don't you chill? We got 3 days anyways, and that's when he starts he 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 uh he he, he lets his guard down. He starts giving her a shoulder rub. And yet, he's the one still making sexy faces, and going, "Oh." <laughs>
1: Yeah, unfortunately, our good Catholic boy, Tulio, was...
0: <laughs> he falls <laughs> to this <laughs> native in her sinful ways.
1: <laughs> and, and then, can... of course, Sekelkhan shows up as soon as the uh, they're doing the nasty.
0: Yeah, I know. Then it gets way more explicit where it's like, you know, it's like, oh, shit, they're coming. You see, like, a fucking, like, foot in the air and shit. And it's like, oh, no, he can't come in and see you... Uh, With me like this with a god,
1: yeah. He's like, What do you think he would say? Uh, Lucky God, yeah. (laughs) Meanwhile, Miguel, our wholesome boy Miguel, is out with the sounds people, playing with dominoes, flying through the air, creating uh, instruments, creating instruments, while Tulio just wrestles with sin, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) on throw
0: pillows of just dirt. Dirt and lies. The the horizontal tango, this man. (laughs) The what? And ladies, guess it takes two. It does take two to tango. We all know the phrasing. (laughs) But the what? I don't know. Someone have to read it back to me. (laughs) The horizontal tango. (laughs) Okay, I don't know. Like I said, I saw a leg in the air. They might have been standing. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. It's the vertical tango. Hey, look, it was explicit, but I don't know specifically what dance they were doing. Shit.
1: And I just got to say, Khan probably doesn't have a real good sense of smell because that room has to smell like sin as soon as he walks in. <laughs> I don't know. I mean,
0: they, they might have just been getting started, you know. Probably barely any penetration.
1: <laughs> Man, this kid's movie talk went a totally different way than I imagined it. I
0: told you it was unexpectedly horny.
1: (laughs) Luckily, Tulio, I guess, doesn't fully commit to the sin thanks to Sekul Khan showing up. But don't worry, he'll be back. Then, or.
0: I don't know anymore. So we get to the good point of the, or uh, 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 once again, oh, just a weird total dissonance or not really total dissonance. This is just kind of like a weird thing that happens in the plot where it's like, uh, shenanigans happen to bear basically like Miguel is like really considering staying, but he's like, no, I can't do that. I have to go with Tulio. We're in this together. It's always been us, man. Us against everyone else. We're going to do this con and ship out of here. And then, you know, he walks in on uh, the sin. And uh, Tulio is like talking to Chell. He's like, ah, who needs Miguel? Me and you? We're getting out of here. Like, it's going to be you and me instead of us two or us two. Just three, forget even. about Miguel. Yeah, forget about it. And then um, he hears that. As, and- as also Altivo walks
1: in and witnesses the sin. Oh, no. Don't sin before the horse. Don't sin before Frank Welker.
0: (laughs) Freddy Freddy doesn't know what sin is. He's too pure. Galvatron, though,
1: that whore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if it was Leonard Nimoy, who
0: fucking cares? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, he overhears that and we have like two or three scenes where they're kind of like, you you, you know, he lets it out that he overheard him and he's totally only ever takes it out on Tulio. Miguel only ever takes it on Tulio. He never once shows any kind of anger or pettiness or anything towards Chell. Even mid fighting at one point, her life becomes in danger and they both pitch in to like throw coconuts or whatever the fuck or rocks at the fucking big. Uh, stone statue thingy to try to save her because neither one of them want anything bad happen to her even though they just a second ago were fighting about how she split them up kind of thing yeah and then like we even
1: see as a like Tulio and Chell are about to leave on the boat Miguel like warmly embraces Chell like a friend just like take care of him for me okay and it's just like is she part of the text group
0: she might be in the friend's text group Who's all like, Oh my god, she's in the group in the chat. Group. Right, here's the thing though. Like it's one of those like I feel like this is like they have the friend chat group, but they're still like those people who like mm-hmm. still privately message like between the friend chat. Like
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But see the friend chat, it seems like for this movie is really like Tulio and Miguel, uh, Chell now. Uh, Altivo the armadillo and then Chief Tannenbach's part of it but only comes in every now and again to drop like the spiciest memes and then just goes dark for yeah, a couple I think months
0: so. he drops the memes and everyone's like oh yeah hey that's a good one and then that's it uh, <laughs> that's it that's yeah. all he has to do he's like I'm gonna go but back to like run they're the in the city are all in the group but also like Tulio's like messaging Miguel like hey we gotta drop these weirdos you know <laughs> 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 it's like Tulio we gotta get back
1: to Spain <laughs> come on man it's getting real yeah, weird in here. Like,
0: they have that awkward moment where it's like oh shit this wasn't the one it text that was just the two of us this one had El Tivo in there and El Tivo's, like pissed <laughs> like just sending like angry emojis with like the steam coming out of the nose <laughs> bunch of horse faces with steam <laughs> <laughs> no it's just it's just the text of like the horse and then the angry face <laughs> and then an apple.
1: <laughs> they get a notification, and then they get a notification says Armadillo has joined the chat. <laughs> I I forgot that
0: like I barely ever paid attention to that armadillo. That like I don't even remember when they got him as a friend. Uh, I just I only ever really noticed him. Like I was like oh yeah look there's an armadillo, but I didn't. I I completely just like tuned him out after that until like the ball game.
1: Well, yeah, he starts following them around in the forest when they start the trail looking for El Dorado with the map. I might have tuned that out because I think there was spiders. <laughs> there might have been spiders in the scene. But there was that beautiful sequence where you saw, like, the uh, the cavern that looked like a wolf's head and butterflies erupting out of its mouth.
0: Oh, that was rad. That was pretty cool, yeah. actually. This movie had some cool shots, some cool
1: visuals. Oh, yeah. The whole sequence for the trail we blaze is a really great just like we're on an adventure sequence.
0: Yeah, and then had beautiful water. Uh and then all- with the crying face, crying face? Oh, right, yeah.
1: Yeah, the waterfall uh by the creek like made of uh
0: a woman's face that was crying. That was neat. I also really mm-hmm. like that shot where like they're showing like top down into the water and you see these like mythical weird creatures. Look like a turtle, but it looks like a, like enchanted turtle and like some other like weirds. it's like a turtle as big as like a tur- as like a, a fucking mini coop yeah and then like yeah and then just like yeah <laughs> a bunch of like weird mythical like sea monsters that are just like floating by i'm like oh this is a cool shot yeah it's just eldorado stuff <laughs> just that's that's the old tumblr post just eldorado things uh, yeah man that's for the atm plus up uh, though Ah, nah. The just girly things was wholesome. it did get ruined by <laughs> <laughs> by Tumblr, so never mind. No, I'm sorry, man. No. Now that
1: we know that Chell exists in this city, we don't know how that Tumblr's gonna look.
0: Yeah, she really just wanted to get the fuck out of there, and I guess they weren't down with that because I guess oh she was stealing. That's why I was like, yeah, just let her go. But <laughs> that that that
1: really confuses me. That's one of the like facts, like the scenes in that movie, in this movie, that actually like. I keep thinking about because, like, really put that into perspective. When you meet Chell, she is running away from the guards. She had stolen from the temple and ran into Tulio and Miguel by chance. And that's how she escapes it. But you're telling me a woman who has spent her entire life in a city that has been isolated from the rest of the world, the rest of the civilization, even in Central America... That is, a city built entirely of gold would know to steal a gold item because it's worth something? <laughs> that was your approach. Yeah, that is a good point. Like, what? Why would you steal it? Why didn't you steal food, clothes, supplies to survive? Her first instinct was to steal a golden head from the temple, Yeah, implying that she knew it was worth something.
0: You know, another thing that I kind of a weird vibe I got off of Chell that I didn't really give too much thought of is she doesn't feel like she's from this village. She feels like she was an outsider and maybe grew up in this village since childhood, but like has known another life outside. <laughs> she gives El Dorado too the secret of Chell. <laughs> Chell's origin <laughs> story. Um, it gets
1: real dark. NC Seventeen. It's going to get. It's, e- tagline, it's
0: even hornier. Uh, it's just got
1: like Tulio's sex face as it says that. <laughs> it's a prequel movie.
0: I guess it could go prequel into sequel. Yeah. You just show a little bit of her origin story, how she got there, all that stuff. Then you go into her continued adventures. So, yeah, okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, the, where I thought you were going with it was um, the fact that she gets chased. And gonna get put to death, were it not for uh, Tulio and Miguel, for stealing, like, one bobble. Sure, it's, like, a god's head or whatever. But, like, they were gonna let these two guys, these two European men, just leave in a ship full of treasures and uh, tributes.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, because they're the gods. But,
0: like, even the, the fucking the chief knew that they weren't... And- He's just like, eh, it's the price to pay, right? But again, remember...
1: No, but remember, they don't see gold as, like, an actual rarity. It's their entire but, city. Who fucking but cares? Chell
0: shows, Chell shows that they do.
1: No, Chell's the fucking weird one, apparently. <laughs> apparently Chell's the only one in the entire city of El Dorado that understands that gold is a valuable metal like precious metal while the rest of them are like fuck it to who fucking cares it's just some it's some vases I
0: think her and the chief are the ones that are the odd ones out they seem to both know they're not gods and they both I'll bet I'll bet the chief would have also also knows the value of gold outside of how of El Dorado how? I just I just get the vibe. How? He says worldly and as they knowledgeable be as Chell. If they've never left the city, how is she, how is Chell? You're gonna be like, oh no, yeah, she's she's hot. She knows. No, I say the she chief, doesn't. She's like, impossible. Technically, that's what I'm saying. This she... is a this is an <laughs>
1: actual problem written into the film, because this doesn't make sense for the characters to understand the value of gold. But they're written like they do! That's the problem!
0: <laughs> That's what's upsetting to me! Why do they need more rope?
1: Why do they need more rope?
0: He was like, oh yeah, you know, for the vertical takeoff into the sky, you know, requires more rope. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna go horizontal first before we ascend
1: vertical... It's more of a horizontal ascending before the vertical ascending. I love how, like, even though no one can see me, I'm doing the motions, too. I did, too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You can see me over here just doing this with my arms. This. Look, look, this. I was doing this with my arm. yeah. This is perfect for an audio format. The great thing is any audio, po- any podcast that I've ever heard where they do those visual bits usually has a video component to uh, is it. So if someone comes in live like, oh, let me see what they were doing. They just see our stupid faces on the poster. <laughs> oh, we're still talking about
1: like, yeah, I'm just gesturing madly right now like this.
0: <laughs> uh, why did they need the rope? What was the rope for? Because like, okay, yeah, like, yeah, it wasn't obviously for ascending, but were they, did they need the rope? I don't know. Tulio lives in sin now. It
1: could be for autoerotic asphyxiation. I don't know.
0: Uh, I think in that part, he was just making up shit so they wouldn't leave immediately. He's like, oh, this wood's not doing. And we need more rope. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was talking about how the wood was crap. He. Demanded mahogany, and they used pine! (laughs) How dare they? They have to start all over. And no, I'm not paying them. (laughs) (laughs) They weren't paying them to begin with.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But don't worry. Don't worry. Even if, you know, Chief Tannenbach says it's best. Even if you don't know what you want, it's it's okay to make a choice. And even if you're wrong, to err is to be human. Oh, he knew. <laughs> yeah, he knew. He knew from the beginning. But the only reason he never ratted them out was because of how much uh, respect and care he shows. They show for the people of El Dorado, and even ending this oppressive cycle of uh, human sacrifices, because. Chief Tannenbach, even though if he might believe in the gods, he never believed in the need for the loss of human life for worship.
0: And you're just inferring all that, because none of that is ever said in the movie. None of that's expressed in any way. No,
1: except he's also voiced by Edward James Olmos, and I just want to uh, believe that that means he's just the best guy ever. What does that have to
0: do with anything?
1: I just really like Edward James (laughs) Olmos.
0: Okay.
1: (laughs) He can do no
0: problem. He wouldn't have us in. No, of course. Edward James Olmos was in a uh,
1: Battlestar Galactica. He's probably one of the greatest people of all time.
0: Is that a is that a prerequisite for having to be the greatest person of all time? You have to be in Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> I don't know. I've never pretty seen pretty sure there Galactica. was like a lady in Battlestar Galactica <laughs> who's doing who's in some like weird cult shit. I thought that was Smallville. I mean, that might be it too. But I'm just I'm not. Look, are we getting to Smallville now? <laughs> Let's talk about Lex Luthor. <laughs> I'd rather talk about Otisburg. <laughs> Wasn't in Smallville. How dare you? Uh, you know who we barely talked about? And just gave kind of a glancing mention to? Cortez. Oh, you mean like the movie?
1: <laughs> Cortez is literally. I was in like. The opening scene of this movie, he is. In the sequence on the boat where he tells them that they're going to be dropped off in Cuba to work on the plantation fields for the rest of their miserable lives. And then he gets his horse stolen. They show up before him, find El Dorado, and then totally just cock block him from finding El Dorado.
0: Yeah. I and that's I, it. That's Cortez. I, I was like, I don't, I didn't think we were gonna fight in El Dorado because that wouldn't make historical sense, unlike the rest of this movie, which does. Oh um, yeah, but accurate. I was like, we're gonna have to confront Cortez some in some way, right? Nope, never no. do, never have to. He just. He's- <laughs> he sees this tribal man wash up who's sa- up uh, shore who speaks English, funny that or Spanish. I don't know what they're speaking, but they understand each other, so that's fine. Uh, and is able to uh, or tells them that he knows where El Dorado is. After they follow these series of signs, they saw the vomiting butterfly uh, mountain, they saw the crying river, they saw like the shadow of like the bird from the trees, all that stuff. You know, following these magical signs that are supposed to lead El Dorado. Find but this, without Elton John's music. Find this native man who says he can bring them there. Go most of the way there, practically there. See, like, there's a little bit of a stopgap. And are like, you lied to me. And they just <laughs> drag him off to go, I don't know, kill him or put him, yeah. enslave him or whatever. But, like... Where do you think this native man came from on this island, Cortez? Fuck you, Cass, you son of a bitch! Where did he come from, Cortez? (laughs) What is so What an asshole is what I'm saying.
1: Oh my god, I wanna I wanna I wanna go buddy on you so hard right now, just (laughs) slap your fucking face.
0: I do too, but like also, how do our how are our our our, 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 uh, friend group how are they gonna get off the island again Um, they lost the boat Cortez has a boat but are they gonna be able to beat Cortez to his own boat can you man a big ship like that with three people
1: it's not about getting back to Spain at this point it's just about the adventure
0: right outside where they had a hard time just trying to survive
1: yeah and then you know Chell dies you know couple weeks later from unknown diseases brought by Spanish explorers. Oh that's fair. <laughs> that's fair and very upsetting. <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about the like <laughs> the outbreak that happens in El Dorado after this they went, left.
0: <laughs> this went from adventurous to horny to dark real fast. <laughs> what? Am I wrong? Am I wrong? No, that's the problem.
1: Exactly, exactly. No one ever wants to bring up the dark truth of two Spanish men visiting El Dorado. Touching everything.
0: Yeah, I'm upset now. All right,
1: thanks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, what else happened here? We we glossed uh, over the... The, uh, the, the, the horse jumping in water just to chase a single apple like an absolute puns.
1: Well, I mean, you can't blame him with Cortez keeping him on a strict diet when a horse like actually needs a
0: lot of food to survive. The horse only survived because Miguel has enough compassion to save a goddamn horse. Miguel would do that for a dog.
1: <laughs> Miguel would do that for probably a shipwreck. Yeah. Miguel's
0: just a good boy. He's a good boy, but Tulio's practical until the horny hits. <laughs> Hey. And I'm all for practical survive. until the horny hits.
1: <laughs> Let's just admit also that maybe Altivo isn't the brightest horse because they did jump from a boat into the ocean for one single what? apple.
0: What the fuck, I just said that <laughs>
1: And you're like, "Could you blame him? <laughs> and now yeah, I mean, we really have to put it in perspective. You're right. It is like the most ridiculous sequence I've ever seen because like I-, I can't even imagine a horse flying through the air like that into the ocean. Like I know we animated it and we heard it, but just the fact of watching a horse dive into something an ocean hmm. for one apple
0: <laughs> and somehow it
1: got the apple too.
0: Yeah, it did, didn't it? See, that's, once again, the weird tonal shift of, like, <laughs> dark, like you know, like, oh, shit, this is serious to, like, zany. It's like, this horse looks, like, terrible as it looks like it's about to drown. It's panicked. It doesn't know where it is. It barely knows how to swim somehow. But, like, yeah, it's panicking. And, like, it's about to die. Then, all of a sudden, they do their, like, little plan to, like, flip the boat back but keep the horse on there. And it's just there. It spits out the apple and it's just eating their food. Like, what? i'm hungry (laughs) it's like oh yeah there we are we're zany again and then that sequence with like the 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 sequel
1: that dies on their little boat and they're like going to eat it and then the most well animated great white shark that is menacing as hell just appears out of nowhere and that's supposed to be a joke but when i was a kid and saw this shark i legit was terrified for a
0: second that was really funny timing on that actually. That made me that actually made me laugh. <laughs> the fucking shark coming up and just like crunched. and it's like, fuck, that was really good. Shit. Oh, you know what <laughs> we haven't talked about? I know exactly what you're gonna say, but go on. I just wanna
1: say that these two boys love each other so damn much. And it is so beautiful. <laughs> especially in
0: their dying moments! He's he's filled his life with so much treasure, (laughs) and he made his life an adventure. Ah! Ah! That was a really sweet moment. I was like watching that. I was like, "Holy shit!" This got like really serious, and like, this is the conversation of two men who are about to die, who were just like, "Hey, you know what? You've been a great friend to me the whole time," and it's like. (laughs) Shit. And then
1: fucking Altima being an asshole, just being like fucking like losers over here, caring about each other. That's when you decide as a as a as a friend group to eat, eat the horse. <laughs> hey, man, horse sausage sounds great right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: well, then they wash up on land, which I always like because it's not just like animated cartoons. It's like any kind of like movie that does this where it's like, we're on the verge of dying. It's been so long. We're suffering from exposure uh, as well as hunger, exhaustion high dehydration also we're like minutes from dying probably Mm -hmm. the moment they hit land they're reinvigorated and we can get (laughs) up and like get a machete and chop through fucking vines and shit and go on an adventure because elton john has given us spirit anew well yes because we must follow the adventure the path
1: to adventure on the trail they blaze that trail
0: that they blaze on the road i don't know how the song goes <laughs> I, I, I realize my problem now when i are trying to hear music in movies is the moment the music kicks on my brain shuts off and i am hearing none of the lyrics
1: <laughs> i mean like it's it's different for everybody i really i i, I don't blame you makes me well, you really nervous though it's just like what's your experience with the lion king uh scars pretty cool can you sing me a song from the lion king
0: Yes, but only because I've heard the song outside of the movie. Because they used to play Can You Feel the Love Tonight just without the movie whatsoever. But you couldn't,
1: uh, like, if I asked you to sing Circle of Life, you wouldn't be able to do Circle of Life? No, because I don't know what gibberish you're saying in the beginning. (laughs) That is not gibberish, sir. Is it
0: not? (laughs) No, it's African language. I don't know. As a kid, I was just like, I would just make up random syllables because I couldn't ever keep up with the song. Of course, it's a real language.
1: Hey. Wow. wow, Cass. Wow. I'm really gonna have to reevaluate this. <laughs> what? I thought it was just Disney
0: making up shit.
1: <laughs> I, w- I don't blame you. Disney has been known to do shit like that before.
0: Sorry, <laughs> right, what year did The Lion King out? Am I supposed to assess, like, how fucking woke and aware a fucking, like, six year old is or what? Yeah, man. <laughs> you should know better. The fuck? Why did my phone auto to Lion King Austin? Who the fuck is that? 1994. I'd have been five years old. Yeah. I'm really going like, wow, I really think it's great and beautiful how they incorporated the African language in this song. Yeah, I wasn't even born yet. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He came out of the womb, well cultured <laughs> and knowledgeable and worldly. He is the chell of our generation.
1: <laughs> I just remember as a kid asking my mom. My mom was just like, "No, that's a real language."
0: <laughs> I guarantee. Oh my god! I guarantee to you, if I went up to my mom right now and asked him what the beginning part of the line of circle of life was, she would just say random. Syllables that sounded close. <laughs> I mean, that's. what I mean, like, then a lot again, even if even if you did know it was an African language, it's not like you know. Yeah, you it's like, not like you can. You know, the average everyday person would know and remember like the the oh, words. yeah Just because I heard the song doesn't mean it I was, can actually so. sing it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I can't <laughs> sing it because I don't know what the words are. That's cheating. You cheated. I know. I was... I'm calling this a <laughs> qualification. You can't question me on this matter hey, again.
1: Man. Sometimes you just gotta have fun. <laughs>
0: Like, I'm just thinking to myself, like, I was like, okay, what other songs were they? There was like, I can't wait to be king. Well, I only know that because of the title of it. I don't know any other words in that song. And then Hakuna Matata. What a wonderful uh, phrase. Thank you. I was going to get that part wrong. <laughs> I got as far as in my head of what a wonderful. <laughs> and then I was like, shit. So there you go. I don't, I think, yeah, I, I don't think I've ever heard a song ever in my life.
1: Oh my gosh, eight. I can't wait till we do Hamilton.
0: <laughs> are we doing Hamilton?
1: No, I just feel like we have Is to it? just to see if like you pay attention at all during the entirety
0: of it. Yeah, there's gonna be like two parts where characters are like spoken speaking actual like words without singing, and I'm gonna be like, Yeah. She asked How did she, we get here? She said she wanted tea, right? <laughs> That's all Wait, that how did we get was. to the death scene? <laughs> That's all that movie was, right? was there a king just a bunch of people getting tea i actually this is gonna be another strike against me i've actually tried to watch hamilton twice and gave up twice so i actually i don't know what it's like past the i think 30 minute mark (laughs) hey
1: man some people like it some people don't nothing wrong with Uh,
0: that that's cool i'm sure i'll get the same nuance and grace when i see it and you'll be like hey man i guess you just don't and I won't be argued with at all. <laughs> it just turns into an hour of me talking
1: about Hamilton where you're like, uh-huh. Oh, that's what happened? <laughs> all right. So I feel like we've covered everything in El Dorado. Is there anything else you wanted to bring up for this one?
0: I know I'm going to kick myself because I'm going to think of something that I'm like, oh, fuck, I forgot to bring up that later. But I feel like we hit it. We,
1: we, we, got, the, we got the group chat. Uh, we got the horse apple. Uh, the armadillo game. Um, horny boy. Uh, MVP Tannabuck.
0: Yeah, no, I guess that's it. I guess nothing else happened in this movie.
1: I guess that's it. So, Cas, <laughs> did you like
0: it? Uh, yeah, I guess so. It was okay. It's that's so, it's not something I think I'm ever gonna rewatch again for any particular reason. But like, hey, it was fine. Mm-hmm. Did you like it? Yeah, even after all these years,
1: even uh even if it never really feels like anyone's at any real risk. It's fun. It's a fun kids' movie. I would I would show it to a kid and be like, "Hey, this is fun."
0: Daddy, why is his face look like that when his shoulder, he's rubbing your shoulders?
1: Shut up, boy. It's my <laughs> favorite scene. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you see, <laughs> when mommy loves a daddy, <laughs> he rubs her shoulders, and that's how you got here.
1: All right, Kaz, you got anything to plug? Uh,
0: I guess our Twitch channel. We're, 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 we, we're, these always go uh, a week later. or the, 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 we, we stream these conversations at twitch.tv forward slash second respond. That's number two ND in the word respond. Uh, every Friday... Round ten, probably ten, usually ten, um, and then yeah, it's unedited. It's just absolute, just raw, dumb. Just um, and then they go out <laughs> on streaming services everywhere uh, the following Friday. But yeah, the normal normal stuff we do is just like variety streams. So like Persona Strikers is a thing we're doing. Nan's whooping ass in Elden Ring still. I've uh, been doing Divinity with Bubs. That's a problem. Um <laughs> stuff like that. And we're joined here with Sir Squarin, who you can, who's also a variety streamer. You can see at Twitch.tv/sirsquarin. That's Sir S Q U A R I N, and he does variety stuff too. He will someday. We believe in him. Believe in uh, be beat Kingdom Hearts three. Yeah, maybe. Uh, and I think he's also doing Resident Evil Three remake, which is good because I just want to sit there and like clap to myself and be like, he's doing thing. <laughs> He died again. You know, that kind of Um, stuff. Also, shout out to our
1: editor, uh, Tucker. Uh, You can follow him at Tucker underscore wins or on Twitch and at Tucker wins on Twitter. He puts in a lot of work for us every week. So this podcast can come out uh, everywhere that you find podcasts, including Spotify and Apple podcasts. Um, it, It really is only possible with his work because, again, like we're not very talented people. Uh, he just polishes us to make us sound talented. I'm a
0: polished dude.
1: Yeah. And if you and like, shiny and stinky. And if you find yourself listening to the podcast and you like what you're listening to, you like the episode, please feel free to share it. Get it out there. Maybe send it to a friend that you think might appreciate it. We would really love that of you guys.
0: Um, Even that weird racist co-worker that you're like, I don't think you'll like it, but who knows, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, uh, what? You I mean like you can make some choices? A view's <laughs> of you, and maybe we'll change his mind. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, next week, we are going to be rounding out the family side of Summer of Animation with Batman Mask of Phantasm with special guest Pumpkin Panic. Uh, we are very much looking forward to this film. Uh, all of us, of course, have watched the original Batman animated series and a lot of the movies with uh, Kevin Conroy as Batman. So it, it's going to be a lot of fun going back into a film like this one. Yeah. So any final
0: words? Uh, oh. Why, you have something profound to say, Mr. Professional Film Critic here? I'm not a film critic. You're not a film critic? What are we even doing here? I'm supposed to come up here and go with chaotic energy, and you're supposed to critique films. Are you? Wait, don't you dare come at me like you, like I
1: promised something to you, like I told you I was a (laughs) film critic. Tucker, arrest this man.
0: Don't you dare besmirch my honor like this, sir. No, Tucker, you listen to me. You arrest this man. He's a fraudster.